and a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. And this week we are calling the program Never Be Afraid, Never Fear. We must never be afraid of anything and never fear because these are opposites of trusting in the Lord. And as we confess Jesus as Lord, we are saying that, Jesus, you are my Lord and there is no evil in you, Lord. So why should I fear anything? Because I'm with you. You are in me. I'm a new creation. And all these evil feelings and emotions, they belong to my old man. And my old man is now dead because I was buried with you. I was arisen with you. And I'm seated in you next to the right hand of the Father. So today it is never be afraid, never fear. And we are also going to be bringing in the topic of the news events of this past week where we have heard about the events in Afghanistan. And we're going to be praying for those people there, including the Christians that are still left behind in the country. Uh, Remember now, in Psalm chapter 34, verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, who revere and worship him with awe, and each of them he delivers. Now, the fear in verse 7 here is not a fear, trembling, a frightening fear, afraid of the Lord. This is a fear of reverence and worshiping him with awe. Amen. So, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, who revere and worship him with awe, and each of them he delivers. So, today, whether you are in Afghanistan and you are being held captive, either physically or emotionally, this is what you need to focus on, the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus delivers those. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, who revere and worship him with awe, and each of them he delivers. If you are there, if you are somewhere else in the world today, if you are entrapped by someone who's controlling you, then seek the Lord with all of your heart, revere him, worship him, and he will encamp around you and protect you and deliver you, according to Psalm 34, verse 7. So, as we witness the events this past week in Afghanistan, we see again people being controlled by evil in the hearts of men who are lost and are themselves captive, believing something other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, these are men that are, have evil in their hearts because they do not know the truth. They are lost, just like we were all lost. And the lost commit lies and sins to varying intensities, some all the way up to murder and other atrocities. And we are seeing that people, innocent people, are being subjected to evil on a mass scale. And it is times like this that we must pray even more fervently for our brothers and sisters and also for the lost in these situations, not just in Afghanistan, but also around the world. Amen. And remember that the lost are blinded by the devil. 
because the second Corinthians chapter four, verse four says, for the God of this world, that's a lowercase g, that's the devil himself, not our heavenly father, not Jesus, not the Holy Spirit. This is a lowercase g, not a capital G. This is for the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers minds that they should not discern the truth preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image and likeness of God. So we must bear this in mind. It is not God's will that this situation, this travesty be occurring anywhere in the world. Evil is not God's will, and God is completely against it. James chapter 5, verse 16 It says, confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available and dynamic in its working. Now, I want you to focus on the end part of this verse. Because we need to understand the power of prayer and the power of a body of Christ coming together in unity and blasting all this evil and subduing it like we've been told to do as far back as Genesis chapter 1, where God told Adam and Eve, amen, God told male and female, he created them, he blessed them and said that they should have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air over every creeping thing that moves upon the earth. Now, we know in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, they gave that dominion over to the devil when the devil deceived Eve, and Eve ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because she disobeyed God. God told her not to eat of the fruit. God told them not to eat of the fruit of that tree or touch that tree, and they did exactly what they wanted to do. They did against God's command. So we have evil in the world today. There is a solution to it, and his name is Jesus. But we have to use the name of Jesus, not just believe in him, but to use his name, to use the authority as joint ears in his name, in our fervent prayers, in our heartfelt, continued prayer, so that those prayers with Jesus' name in them, our authoritative prayers, our decrees and declarations, make tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's at the end of James chapter 5, verse 16, and this again is the Amplified Classic Edition of the Bible. So if these are words that you haven't heard before, look up the Amplified Classic and you will find these words in there. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. So if you believe by faith that when you speak to a situation that is in God's will to be corrected so that it looks like heaven on earth and it no longer looks evil or acts evil, if you believe and you do not doubt in your heart when you speak to that situation with a fervency, with a white-hot prayer, with a white-hot authoritative command and a declaration, and do not doubt in your heart that you will see that situation turned around for good, then you will see it turned around for good. No matter how big the mountain is, if it's just you, it doesn't matter. You can still move a mountain and not doubt in your heart you will see the mountain move. 
You just have to believe by faith and partner with God because the Bible says we are co-laborers with God. We're co-workers with God, and he's waiting for someone to work with him in decreeing and declaring over territory, amen, so that these people who are captive can be set free in Jesus' name. So we're going to pray today on this program for these precious souls, uh, some that are in fear of their lives. Now, you may be listening from a place today where the only presence of peace is the very Lord in your own heart. Maybe there is no peace on your streets whatsoever, and the only peace is in your heart, and it's the love of Jesus and the Holy Spirit comforting you. Any evil event that you hear or see, it stems from the Garden of Eden, like we said, the rebellion of Adam and Eve at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Fast forward to John chapter 8, and Jesus is on the earth responding to the Pharisees about the wickedness in their hearts, wanting to kill him. And John chapter 8, verse 39 says, They retorted, Abraham is our father, the Pharisees said to Jesus. And then Jesus said, If you were truly Abraham's children, then you would do the works of Abraham, follow his example, do as Abraham did. But now instead you are wanting and seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth which I have heard from God. This is Jesus speaking. This is not the way Abraham acted. Verse 41 Jesus said, You are doing the works of your own father. They said to him, We are not illegitimate children and born out of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me and respect me and welcome me gladly, for I proceeded, came forth from God out of his very presence. I did not even come on my own authority or of my own accord as self-appointed, but he sent me. Why do you misunderstand what I say? It is because you are unable to hear what I am saying. You cannot bear to listen to my message. Your ears are shut to my teaching. Verse 44, Jesus said, You are of your father the devil, and it is your will to practice the lusts and gratify the desires which are characteristic of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks of falsehood, he speaks what is natural to him, for he is a liar himself and the father of lies and of all that is false. Now, this is where evil is coming from. Evil is coming from the fallen nature of mankind that does not yet know Christ Jesus and has not been redeemed and reconciled back to God these evil people, they are people with evil inside them. They have evil hearts. They have evil intents because they are fallen. They only know the evil nature of their father, the devil. This is why you see the atrocities in the world today. But those who believe on the Lord Jesus, those who trust in the Lord, those who confess Jesus as Lord, they are a new creation and they have reason to rejoice because God is their protector and bring them peace in a time of turmoil and atrocities. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6 and verse 8. The books recorded by Moses, he was speaking the word of God over God's people and encouraging them not to fear. So in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, 
It says, Be strong, courageous, and firm. Fear not, nor be in terror before them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Verse 8, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will march with you. He will not fail you or let you go or forsake you. Let there be no cowardice or flinching, but fear not, neither become broken in spirit, depressed, dismayed, and unnerved with alarm. This applies to you today if you are a believer. You can trust in the Lord. Do not be dismayed. Do not be unnerved with alarm. No matter what situation you are facing, however much oppression you are being faced with from someone around you, or a region that you are in, the Lord is with you. He has never left you, and he never will leave you if you call him your Lord. These words in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 6 and 8, they were for the children of Israel, those same individuals that were going back and forth many, many times between worshiping God himself and worshiping false gods. The evil you see in the world today is people who don't know the Lord. So they do not know what it's like to be set free from their troubles and influences from the demonic realm. But to those who confess Jesus as Lord, they are a new creation. They are members of the body of Christ. Amen. They need to be encouraged and prayed for. So these words of encouragement and truth apply not just to the believing Jew today, but also to the believing Gentile as well. That includes all of us who believe on the name of Jesus. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. The other chapter from the Old Testament this time, which is very commonly recited, Psalm chapter 91 verse 1, This is for you if you are in fear and you are trying not to fear, you're trying to trust in the Lord, you just need to be encouraged. In whatever situation you're in today, do not fear. Because verse 1, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Now, this is a conditional verse. You must dwell in the secret place in order to remain stable and fixed under his shadow. It is possible for you not to dwell in the secret place. So I implore you today, seek the Lord with all your heart. Shut the door of your private room. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. Seek the Father. Seek Jesus. Pray. Worship the Lord. Seek him for shelter and his shadow. Amen. Because no foe can withstand the power of the Lord. And when you run into the Lord, he is a tower Amen. And no one can come and grab you from out of him and out of his grasp. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, on him I lean and rely, and in him I confidently trust. Romans chapter 8, verse 31, it says, What then shall we say to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect when it is God who justifies? 
that is, who puts us in right relation to himself? Who shall come forward and accuse or impeach those whom God has chosen? Will God who acquits us? Who is there to condemn us? Will Christ Jesus the Messiah, who died, or rather who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of the Father, actually pleading as he intercedes for us? Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation, or calamity and distress, or persecution, or hunger, or destitution, or peril, or sword? Even as it is written, for thy sake we are put to death all the day long, We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet amid all these things we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. For I am persuaded, Paul writes, beyond doubt am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things impending and threatening nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God loves us today. He loves you. He wants to protect you. He's just saying, continue to dwell in me. Stay in my secret place. Do not venture out. Do not go your own way. Go my way, because I am the way the truth and the life. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I shall give you rest. Come to me and I will protect you. Revere me in awe and I will encamp myself around you. These are all scriptural understandings. Amen. So if you are in fear today, cling to the Lord. Seek him with all of your heart. Do not believe that the only way you can be protected is by holding onto something physical with your hands. There is more reality and truth to something that you cannot see, that is, the Lord Jesus himself, than something you can see with your very eyes. You can be protected more by the invisible Lord than the visible sword in your cabinet. So we focus on the country of Afghanistan today, and we point to it on a map, and we decree and declare right now in the name of Jesus that the truth shall set people free there. And in your neighborhood, if you are held captive by a gang of thugs or whatever it is today, whatever your situation, you are in oppression, you are feeling like you need to be set free, you are in a prison even though you're not in jail. We speak right now in the name of Jesus that you are set free psychologically but also physically as well in Jesus' name. That you are set free, that you know the truth, The truth is setting you free, but also you can decree and declare over your neighborhood, as I am right now, that you shall be no longer held captive. There will be no evil on your block. There will be no evil on your street in Jesus' name. Now continue to pray over your neighborhood, wherever you are, every day, that no evil is allowed on your neighborhood block in the name of Jesus. And it sounds funny, but it's not. It's absolutely serious. God wants us to subdue the earth because that's what he told Adam and Eve. Subdue the earth. Bring it under control. Bring your neighborhood under control by the name of Jesus and watch what happens. Watch the crime rates decrease. Watch the peace increase. So we are praying over Afghanistan, pointing to a map, We're pointing to the country of Afghanistan. Point also to a region of the world, wherever you hear this, 
And whenever you hear this recording, just point to a different country, whatever country the Lord puts on your heart, and just decree and declare peace, decree and declare righteousness in government and the rulers and the rulers and the kings and those in power to learn about the truth of Jesus Christ and to give their lives to him and to reign righteously and not unrighteously so that the people that they reign over shall be set free. They shall be helped by the kings. They shall be helped by the rulers and not suppressed, oppressed, and they will not be dictated over in Jesus' name. So, the saving grace of Jesus Christ is what needs to be openly preached in these demonic regions, these strongholds of evil. And we speak to these regions that people will have a supernatural visitation from Christ himself, and that they will be set free and they will be transformed by their experience of Jesus in front of them so that the captives uh, being bound by the oppressors will no longer be bound, but shall receive freedom and become a new creation. These rulers, these evil rulers that are being influenced by the devil shall become a new creation as they call upon the name of the Lord. So those who are born-again Christians in the country of Afghanistan today, they may still be in hiding. Lord, we trust for your protection for your sons and daughters, our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. And Lord, not just in Afghanistan, but anywhere in the world where there is oppression, we pray for the body of Christ in those areas and those regions. In Jesus' name, we decree and declare peace and protection over them in this very moment, that they will not succumb to the temptation to fear, but as they continue to abide and dwell in you and your word, your very scriptures, your very truth, seeking you with all their heart for the Holy Spirit to bring comfort. But for those, those who do not yet know you, Lord, we ask for your mercy and grace on their lives as you love them too, protecting them from all evil that they may come to know you as their Savior. Lord, protect those who are trying to do calamities against the people from being further influenced by evil, that they would have a supernatural visitation from you, that they would truthfully have a vision or a dream that would awaken their eyes, the scales would fall from their eyes, and the devil would have no more grasp on their understanding in Jesus' name. Now, there is a born-again Christian. His name is John Ramirez. He's a former Satanist. He explained, and you can find him on YouTube, he explained that when he was doing the works of the devil, he could not curse any street or neighborhood that Christians had prayed over. It was off limits for him. He could not penetrate the protection, the spiritual protection that the Christians had prayed for around that particular neighborhood. So he could not curse it. So is your neighborhood a sitting duck today? Is it vulnerable? Are you vulnerable to an, a spiritual attack because no one has been praying over your home or your neighborhood or your city? Let us start today. Amen. Let us change this. Let us take a stand and let us take territory back that has been stolen. Amen. Let us take the territory for the Lord. Let's bring heaven to earth. Amen. And let us make some serious changes in this world for the good. Let us start today. There is no more time to be complacent. Don't forget now we have to also 
pray for those in power. Now, we did this a little bit ago on the program, but here is the verses for it. It's 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, and this is a letter from the Apostle Paul to Timothy, and he is saying, Therefore I exhort, first of all, all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So we must pray for those in power, whether they are showing good fruit or evil fruit. We have to pray for them continually so that if they are showing good fruit, that they continue to do so. And if they are showing evil fruit, that they will come to the knowledge of the truth of the gospel of Christ Jesus, give their lives to him, and then they would have a new nature, a new spirit. God would come into them and heal their hearts, change their nature, and stand firmly in the Lord and be righteous and declare righteous acts over the people and help the people of the land and not be dictators over those people. Amen. This is what we have to pray for today, not just for the rulers in Afghanistan, but also the rulers in your country. Do not be asleep, not praying for your rulers and those people in authority in your cities, in your country, just because you believe that currently everything is fine and well. Do not be deceived because the enemy is always looking for the weakest link in the chain to bring about calamity. Amen. And people who are not serious for the Lord, they do not seek the Lord with all their heart. They are vulnerable to a spiritual attack. They could be lukewarm. They could be cold. They could be completely lost. And they are able to be influenced by evil unless they are on fire for God and they know and they can discern when evil is trying to take advantage of them. So pray today for your country, for your neighborhood, for the people of Afghanistan, for the people in the body of Christ that are going through persecutions every day all around the world. Pray for them. Join us in praying for these precious souls, but also pray for those who are in power that may be bringing people into captivity, no matter what country we're talking about today. Pray for them that they will come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. If you'd like us to pray for you, pick up the phone and call us at country code 1-407-705-3151. Country code 1-407-705-3151. Or you can go to our website at tog.world touchofgod.world and fill out the prayer request form right on the front page. So until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.